Here we go. Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Nun Bez in Maseches Psachim. We begin two lines up from the bottom of Nun Aleph Amad Bez. You might recall, we're learning Perak Malkam Shenagu. We're talking about Minhagim. And Barry asked a fundamental question. He said, you're going to make a bracha on a Minhag. And we were coming up with ideas. Well, yeah, certainly. We, we mentioned Meyer Mekamas, where we see that we do. We make brachas on Minhagim. We treat it like a, like a regular halacha. Uh, is there a better example than our topic today that we start with, which is Yontav Shani, right? To the extent that Yontav Shani is a minhag, you're treating the entire day like Yontav. Now, are we doing it because it's a minhag? Is a minhag of a saying to be a deno? I'm talking about not when you have an actual suffix, but that's a question in itself, right? There's a nihug that you're doing, right? Um, and is that, is that, is that, uh, take on, right? We know Rosh Hashanah, we say that's a Yom Arichta, but we talk about Pesach, we're talking about Sukkot, as we'll see. Did you know that there's a difference in Sveikat Yoma between Pesach and Sukkot? All right, so that, if you did not know that, then you're in for a treat. Let's begin, without further ado. I'm a layer of Safra. This is a new topic. Talking about Yotav Shani as a Minhan. I'm a layer of Safra, the Rebbe Abba, Kigonanan. Look at, such as ourselves, the Adinan Bikviya de Yarcha. We know, right, when the new month is. Now, you have to see this Tosfos at the bottom of the page before you turn it. Right here, you're turning already. Uh, it, you have to look at the bottom over here. This is already getting very, very involved. He doesn't mean, what does it mean? So, the, you, could, you could learn it, push up shot. Well, I say push up shot. You could learn it in the most, in the easiest way to understand it is. We know which, which day it is today, and therefore, how are we knowing? But it's unclear when this was, right? Why? Because, says Tosvos, In other words, it doesn't mean that we know when the calendar is, because they knew just as we do, do today. By the time, right, that Rav Safra was talking about the Abba, they had a calendar, just like we have a calendar. So it didn't matter whether you were in Chutzla at that point or you are in Eretz Yisrael. They knew when the, the, the Rosh Chodesh was. So why were they doing Trey Yome? Says, so Rabbeinu Tam says, what does he mean? Yadim Bekir Diyarcha? Shari Bamakam Shishluchai Beisni Megim Sham Ein Oisin El Yom Echad Wow, that they lived in a place where the Shluchei Bezdin uh, used to go. So what is he saying? He's saying that, they, that when he says, he means that he lived in a place where they used to have the Shluchei Bezdin and therefore it became the Minhag HaMakom, it became the Minhag HaMakom for them to only keep one day. And now he wants to know, right, now that we know that the Kvir Diyarcha Right, he wants to know whether we have to go when he goes to a different place. Right, whether when he goes to visit a place where the shluchim did not arrive. So now he wants to know whether he needs to keep his own minhag because he's coming from a place where they, the shluchim did not uh, did arrive, and he's going to a place where he did not arrive. I'll explain it a little more, but first we have to arrive at Nimbeis Medalif and see what the question was. So as we arrive in Nimbeis Medalif, it says, "Be There it is. As Andrew aggressively turns the page, "Be lo avidna." Is it clear? Right, that where so 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 again. So he says, "Be'yishuv lo'avidna," which means when we get to a second place, he's not asking. The question of Safra is asking is, let's say I go from a place where they only kept one day to a place where they keep two days. So it's obvious that when I go to a public place where they keep two days, that's not my shaila. There, I'm not going to have any uh, shaila. Of course, I'm going to keep two days like everybody. Because I don't want to start right doing malacha while everyone else is not doing malacha. That's a bad look. However, but midbar my the question is, what if I go to a place, not as Alderman Farshim explained, not a real midbar necessarily, it doesn't have to be a desert, it could be a forest, but the point is, if I go to a deserted place where there aren't people, do I keep my minog of knowing, right, of, uh, do I keep my own minog because I know where the Kvir de Yarcha is, which is keep one day, or do I keep two days? 
So I'm a lay Rabbi Etzir Safra. How can I Ravami be Yishuv Asur? Obviously, in the Yishuv, as you uh, alluded to, as you intuited yourself, right? When you go to a place where they're keeping two days, it would be also for you to do Malach on the second day. But Midbar Mutter, when you go to a deserted place, you can actually keep one day. I believe the great Dafyomi Master Rabbi Rosner himself does this. I know that his cousin, Joe Shulman, our big buddy, you remember Shulman? We used to be on the Zoom with us. So when he comes, right? So he's a, you should, both Rabbi Rosner and Rabbi Shulman at this point, Abnei Eretz Yisrael. So they keep one day. Now when they come sometimes, Pesach to New York, the whole family rents out a house, like in, in Hashkash, New York, right? Where there's nobody in the middle of nowhere, and they keep one day, right? They're in the middle of nowhere. A lot of halachas are related to which areas are considered deserted, but that's deserted enough Right, that there's nobody around. They bring a safer Torah. There's nobody there. So they literally, this it's it's a type of an application of this of this Mishnah. Okay. So so what what was we what were we saying about there was an incredible idea uh, that that all the the Achronim already asked in the Tosfos the, the thing I alluded to about the uh, difference between Russia uh, between Sukkot and Pesach. It's a detail, but it's a fascinating detail. It shows you how much there is in this whole topic of Yom Tov Sheni of Shalgalius that they were saying that. Well, if the case of Safra is a case where he was coming from a place where the Shluchim should, could get to, and now he was going to a place for the, for the rest of Yontiv, for the second day of Yontiv, where they couldn't get to, so he says, why couldn't the Shluchim get there? In other words, in order for the case to work in the Gemara, according to some of the Achronim, he had to have been going to a place where, he could, where he's getting there, but why are the Shluchim not getting there? So the Achronim literally say the following, that do you know that, don't forget, when it comes to Sukkot and it comes to Pesach, right, those are halfway through the month, right? So it gives the Shluchim, unlike Rosh Hashanah, which is a Yom Arichta, that gives the Shluchim extra days to get there. But you have more days to get there for Pesach than you do for Sukkot. Why? Because Sukkot, you have the two days of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, in addition to Shabbos, that you can't travel. Unlike Pesach, where you can travel the entire time, that you're losing three travel days for Sukkot. So there were places where the Shluchim were able to get to, right, for Pesach, that they would not reach for Sukkot. And he says, it's those places where Safra is asking the question. Can you imagine? That's, they say, it's Pashat Shah in our Gemara. Otherwise, what, what, what's the question, okay? So it's, it's actually uh, fascinating. There's a guy in uh, Dallas, his name is Rabbi Yerachmiel Fried, who was asking, uh, who wrote a sefer, Shriyam Tashani Kelechasa. Then he wrote a first volume, and then he wrote a second edition, and then he wrote a third edition in English. So he writes an introduction to the, to the third edition. He says, there was a long span of years, I don't remember exactly, maybe 15 years, and he was close to Shlomo Zalman Orbach. So he kept coming to him for Haaris. Shlomo Zalman Orbach first gave him a giant Yashikach, and then he gave him another Yashikach, and he said, wow, you, you know, you really into this. By the third time, he told him, like, basically, get a life. Like, meaning, there's more to life than just Yontem Shani Shogalias. But it, the way he wrote it in the Sefer was, he was so impressed to his credit. Like, he put that in the Sefer. He said, as much as I'm getting into Yontem Shani Shogalias here, you can get into any topic uh, in, in, in in the Torah. There's so much depth to this idea of Yom Tavshani Shal So, but, but Rosh Hashanah told him to move on, so we're also going to try to move on here. Okay, we have a little more Yom Tavshani, and then, uh, and then the idea, and then back to Shavias, which is something that we, uh, we'll, we'll mention of Malinowitz, because the Shia is in the Nishmas from Malinowitz over here. Okay. So, again, Yom Tavshani Shal Galias. Rosh Hashanah Shal This was Shavuos over there. And, amazing. Rosh was traveling on Yom Tavshani, so apparently, right, he, what was the story there? Why did he not keep? So, again, we had, it's, it's a whole to do. Which minhag do you follow, right? It's very common today. It's becoming more and more increasing. I know people walking around Yerushalayim from America wearing t-shirts. I follow the Chacham Tzvi. You ever see these t-shirts? They, so they become like in vogue. The sheet of the Chacham Tzvi, Lubavitch follows it also, which is Kedusha Samakam, right? The minhag is you follow the minhag of the place. So like if you're in a place where in, in Israel, for example, if you were in Israel, Bizman, Hamikdash, you'd be getting, you'd be, you'd know where Yontem is. So therefore that's their hetter, so to speak, to keep one day Yontem when they go visit Israel, regardless of where, where they're from. But, you know, that's not necessarily what we, we just learned with regards to Minhagim, that you do the Chomers of Makam She Yatsam Yisham, and the Makam She, right? And the Makam that you arrived at, the Makam that you left and the Makam that you arrived at. So it's not 100%. So here you have Rav Nassim Barasya, he, he came, right? 
So Azul would be Rav Lepu Padisa, but apparently they say that he had to have come, right, from a place where he was keeping one day, and he kept one day, right, uh, and then he traveled on Yontif Shani. So he was subject to Cherem. Says the Gemara, Shantay of Yosef. Because he violated Yontif Shani, Rabbi Yosef put him in Cherem. So I'm really Abaye, said to Yosef, why didn't you instead give him Malchus? So now there's a conversation about what kind of punishment he deserved. Why did you give him Cherem instead of Malchus? Which do you, which do you think is worse, common? So you would think maybe Mal- Malchus sounds like it hurts more, but the truth is that Cherem was considered much more severe because then you were like excommunicated. Malchus, like you take it on the chin and then you move on. So he says, why didn't you give him the, the, the easier punishment? Malchus, as Rashi says, the last wide line. Uh, as he explains, he's explaining a piece a little bit later in the Gemara. Tami Chesarach in Eretz Yisrael, how you nimnim halkosav lolim doso. They used to give him Malchus. They used to not give him Cherem. Meshum deshamta chamura because Cherem is worse. Bechoshesh in the Chavad Torah. In Eretz Yisrael, they used to because of Chavad Torah, they didn't want to excommunicate these guys, and rather they would give him Malchus. So he says, well, Nagai Margidi, why didn't you just give him Malchus? So Amalei Adifa Avdilei. I gave him the worst one. I gave him the Cherem on purpose. Why? To be Marava mimnu anigda devar debe Rav v'lo mimnu ashamta. Right? Because in Marava. Right, which is Eretz Yisrael, they usually give the Malkus, right? But here, and, and they don't want to give the, the Cherem. But here, uh, and that's how we know that the Cherem is more Hummer, because that's what Rashi just explained. We know that the Cherem is more Hummer because in Eretz Yisrael they had more Kavadatari for them. Uh, it's not the case today, by the way, in Eretz Yisrael. Today, if, like, if, if, if they've heard about you, you, then you've probably gotten put in the Cherem from someone. Um, but, but, um, but in those days, because of the Kavad Torah, they would rather give the Malkus. Okay, and just another way of saying this story, Ikadami, some related the story as follows. Not there of Yosef, if Yosef was himself the one, right, uh, that, that, again, he, that instead of giving him the, uh, the, Yosef, instead of giving him the Cherem, gave him the Mal- actually gave him the Malkus. And I'm like, Abaye, into that, Abaye said, Nishmatemar, maybe instead of giving me the Malkus, you should give me the Cherem. So the other way around, but the lesson was the same. Why did Abayu suggest, according to the second version, Cherem? Uh, they themselves said that you get Cherem for doing Yom Tov Shani Shabalias. And so why did you give me Malchus? Those idea of Cherem is referring to regular people. Here you're talking about a young yeshiva student who's Choshev, and therefore the Tavali Abde, and therefore I did him a favor. I did him a favor by giving him the Malkus. Because this is the Minogaret Sasral, I follow the Minogaret Sasral, where I prefer to preserve his kabod and only give him the Malkus instead of giving him the Cherem. Okay, fascinating discussion. Uh, may we be zokhed not to get Malkus or Cherem and to learn these lessons on our own and preserve both our dignity and, uh, and, and, our, and our skin. Okay. So now, two dots, 13 lines down. Regional plants. This is very interesting. Um, okay, so I'll, I'll remind you what the mission said at the end. I'm going to read the words of the, of the end of the Mishnah, and then we'll get back into here, and I'll explain what's going on here. It's actually enigmatic, the statement. Literally, the Mishnah says, A person who moves um, across from one place to the other during Shemitah, from a place where the, right, the, it, the fruits are no longer, the vegetables, I should say, are no longer in season, to a place where they are, where they, um, are not in season. Uh, or rather, where they are, to where they Kalu means they're no longer in season. So, a place where they're no longer in season, Kalu means they stopped, right? So, they are totally uh, stopped growing to a place where they have not stopped growing, right? Where they're still in season. Or you take it from a place, right, where they are still in season to a place where they're not in season. Chayv Levar, right? We said that there's an idea of beer. Okay, so that's the first thing, right? You have to burn it. Go out and bring for yourself. Rabbi is saying, go out and bring for yourself, in contrast to the Tanakama. Nobody has any clue what Rabbi Huda means. What is he saying? What does he mean when he says, go out and bring for yourself? Okay, so we'll take it slow, and it's actually very interesting, and uh, we learn a lot of interesting halachas from this enigmatic statement of Rabbi Huda. Now, just the idea, again, to review, what is going on? So, like we said, the idea of sfichin is vegetables. You have to worry about which vegetable is in season. So, 
different places have different seasons, even within Eretz Yisrael, right? We're talking about within Eretz Yisrael. But even within Eretz Yisrael, if you go up north, so maybe the certain vegetables are no longer in bloom while they're still in bloom in the south. So the question is, do you take Eretz Yisrael as one whole thing? Apparently not. Apparently there's different locales, we're going to be discussing it in today's daf. that Eretz Yisrael is broken up into regions. And whatever is in season in your region, you're allowed to still eat. But if, it's, if you go to another region, what if you're traveling, as so many Israelis do, either up north or down south. So if you're traveling during Shemitah, as people do, right, to a place where the fruit, let's say, are no longer in season, right? Once the fruit's no longer in season, you have a chiv biur, so to speak, right? You have to, whatever you have that's left of that, you shouldn't be eating that anymore because there's a chash of, of, of svichim, right? There's a chash, uh, there was a gzeir on svichim. So what if you, let's say, up in north, the, Right, the avocado is still in season, or or whatever. The cucumber is still in season, and you're going down south. The cucumber is not in season anymore. You can't be walking around eating a cucumber. So Tanakhama says you have to follow the chumrah of wherever you're going, because you can't be walking around with a cucumber in a place where the cucumber is no longer in season. Okay, so when you go from one region to another, that's what it means. Okay. So now the other question is, what does Rabbi Huda mean when he says save What does that even? Where are you going, and what are you bringing? So let's see. Says the Gemara. Maybe he's saying what it says in the Mishnah. In other words, does Rabbi Yehuda not hold of this? What is he saying when he mean, what does he mean when he says Sevave? We understand the Tanakhama. The Tanakhama says wherever you are, you should just be more, you should just be machmir. So if there's some region, right, where this fruit is no longer in season, you shouldn't be eating it. What's Rabbi Yehuda saying? So let's see. Can Rabbi Yehuda possibly argue on that fundamental minhag halacha that you follow the, the chumrah of, of both places? So let's see. Amr of Shishu Bredar Vidi, Mel Sachris Yukamar Vidi. Shishu Bredar Vidi is saying no. He's saying something totally different. Be'achik Kamar, and this is what he's saying. Oh, mi'makom shelo kalu, l'makom shelo kalu, b'shamish shakalu b'mkalmo chayiv levayer. So this is this is how you read our Mishnah. There's going to be several versions of how to read the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah. The first is like this: If you move something from a place where the fruits are still in season to a place where the fruit. Um, I mean, right? Okay. So he says like this. The Tanakhama is saying like this. If you're moving from two places where the fruits are still in season, but subsequent to that, you heard that in your original place, right, now you're in place B. But place A, where you had been, is already, the fruits are not in season. So already, Tanakhama is saying that at that point, you have to cease eating, right? You're, in other words, you're almost like retroactively following the place that you left, even though when you left, it, the fruit was still in season, Right, but and you're now already in a new place by virtue of the fact that you already was out of season in the place where you left from. You retroactively should no longer right uh, you keep you, should, you should retroactively should no longer eat it because you should retroactively keep right the minog of the place that you left from, even though it was still in season when you left. It's no longer in season now, and therefore you should stop eating uh, that cucumber. However, Yehuda Omer, and now he's going to work it into the words: Save havelacha af atamehecha deitznayu. You can right bring yourself the same cucumber from the place where you brought mine. In other words, right. And therefore, the hot low kalaluhu, and they have not been depleted. In other words, right? So you, the new place. So the machlokis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Shishavayi is: Do you go based on the place where you are now, or do you retroactively uh, go back to the original place in a case where the original place only went out of season once you reached your new location? Wow! And that's the case of our Mishnah. Okay, but the Gemara says, "Lemei the Rabbi Yehuda lekulakamar." Wait, but it sounds like Rabbi Huda is, is saying it lakula in that case, right? In other words, according to this interpretation of Shishu Bredar Vidi, the Tanakhama is, is being machmer and saying that you can't eat this cucumber, and Rabbi Huda is saying, no, because you're in a new place and there it's still in season, you can. That can't be. Rabbi Huda should be machmer in all these cases. Well, how do we know? Rabbi Lazar said, we don't know exactly what Rabbi Huda meant when he said Sevehave in contrast to the Tanakhama, but we know that he was more machmer than Tanakhama. So that knocks out Rabbi Shishu Bredar Vidi's shot. Ella, the Gemara says, Epoch. No, just say it the opposite way. That, 
but what the Tanakama is saying that you can eat the cucumber in your new location, same case, right? It was okay when you, the cucumber was okay, let's say you was in the south and you left, and you went up north with your cucumbers on vacation to the Kinaret, and then while you were there, you heard that in the south it was out of season, ain't no chayivavar. So the Tanakama says, enjoy your cucumber in the Kinaret, it's fine, because the fruits is, the cucumbers are still in season there. And Rabbi go out and bring more of the produce from where you brought the original, uh, from the, you brought the original cucumber but there they become depleted which is his way of saying according to this new interpretation that if you were to bring more cucumbers now from the south they would already at that point be out of season and therefore as a consequence you should not even be allowed to eat them now even though you're already at the Kinaret okay so we just switch it around there so now we're 14 lines up from the bottom of and we have another suggestion as to what the mission means really the case is as we thought the original case not a convoluted case but in a regular case, we have different regions. Right? If a person goes from a place where it's still in season to a place where it's no longer in season, that's the case. What's the case? Like this. Again, you're in the north, the cucumbers are still in season. In the south, the cucumbers are already out of season. So you live in the north. You live in Haifa, as I did for eight years. And you are going on a trip. You're going to go visit Ben-Gurion's apartment in, near Beersheba. So you go with the family, and at this point in Ben-Gurion's uh, Moshav over there, the cucumbers are no longer in season. So you're traveling, you have your cucumbers, right? And you brought a lot, you brought a lot of cucumbers. And so you're traveling, and you're munching on the cucumbers the whole way down on your donkey. And then you get there, you see the sights, and then you go back to your community in Haifa where the cucumbers are still in season. So Tanakhama says, in Haifa the fire. What, just because you went to to visit Be'er Sheva doesn't mean that you have to get rid of your cucumbers now in Haifa. Your cucumbers are still in season in Haifa. You just went to Be'er Sheva for a visit. That's the Tanakama. Rabbi Yehuda, however, says, Rabbi Yehuda, Wow. That you have to be machmir for the place, right? Um, uh, right. So now, wait a minute. Let me make sure that I told you the, the, the right case. So it sounds like you went to a place where they've not been pleaded to place become depleted. Right, so if you return to the original hometown, right, so Enochai Lavar, and Rabbi Yehuda says that you still have to. Wow, what a chiddish. That's, exactly, that's what it means. He says, and there they became already depleted. Right, wow. Just by visiting. What? Just by visiting. Just by visiting. So this sounds crazy. So Ravashi uh, gets, gets the action accordingly, and he, and, he doesn't, and he doesn't believe it. Listen to the Lashon that he says. Matkiflo Ravashi. Ravashi attacks this shot, and he says, Rabbi Yehuda, and he says, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda's shot, that just by visiting, you can no longer eat these cucumbers back in Haifa. To Agaba the Chamer Kaltino, he says, "What's the problem? You, right, you traveled from Haifa to, to Beersheba on donkey, and you're eating your cucumber, your Haifa cucumbers that are fine, and you're traveling back to Haifa. Why can't you eat these cucumbers anymore? Did the cucumbers grow on the back of the donkey in Beersheba? That's what he's saying. Did you harvest right? Because the only reason why this would be a problem would be right if you harvested it in Beersheba, where they're no longer right uh, in season, and then there would be a problem. But these cucumbers didn't grow on the back of the donkey; they were just in the car with you the whole time." What's the matter? So, no. Al-Amr Rashi, Rashi says, that can't be the pshat. So we knock out a bias pshat in the, in the Mishnah. It's really a, a um, right, perplexing pshat. He says, the The machlok is about this. This is the machlok is here. They're actually taking sides on the following machlok is in Maseches Shviz. It's not. Because the Mishnah says, Now we're talking a totally different pshat. You are pickling, right, three different types of vegetables in one barrel. So, now, these three are going to all go out of season right, at a different time. So Eliezer says, whichever one, right, because once it's pickled, it turns into a compote, Andrew. Did you uh, grow up knowing the word compote? All right, so once, once it's pickled, it turns into one mush. So therefore, the first 
vegetable that goes out of season, let's say, right, there's a right, zucchini in there, and that's the first to go out of season. So if the zucchini in this compote, so then right away, uh, the whole thing is going to become, un, uh, uh, going to have a chiv beer on it. Oh. So again, the, the first sheet on the Mishnah is Ochlein ala Rishon, right, that as soon as the first, right, th- ingredient in this three ingredient, uh, in this three bean salad, as it were, as soon as the first ingredient goes out, you can no longer eat the whole thing. Rabbi Shur is the most mekel. He says you could wait until the last one. So the last one is still in season. We're going to say it's based on that last one, and we could eat the rest of it. Big kula. That somehow they're pickled, but they're still individual in the barrel, right? They're not turned into a giant mush, but they're actually, so you can see, still de- uh, distinguish them. And then all you have to do is like start picking out the ones. As, as each vegetable goes out of season, that becomes inedible, and that's what you have to take out. Okay. So now the suggestion, right, of Ravashi is that the Tanakama is going to agree over here with Rabbi Yeshua, because the Tanakama is going to say, it's going to be make it, right? It's going to say that, that you can have it. How, how so? How so? So, so Rashi is going to have to explain a little bit over here, because he says the Mishnah Kalu. Kalu means, Rashi says, Al Rishon, it's the last of the middle lines. Al Smach Rishon, Right? That he's going to say that the word Kalu. Right means that until the last vegetable has become out of season, that is what the Tanakhama means when it says Kalu in our Mishnah. He's referring to the Pshat of Rabbi Yeshua, who's Mekil, that you can wait until the last vegetable is out of season. And Rabbi Yehuda holds like Rabbi Gamliel, right? Because Rabbi Yehuda, when he says, right, his word is Tsevehave, he means take out each individual vegetable as it goes out of season. So you have to read a lot into, into here, right? Uh, but they're working on the Lushan of Kalu versus Tsevehave. Isn't that amazing? Okay. And that is the pshat in our Mishnah. The pshat is our, in our Mishnah is a reflection of this machlokes, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah in Shviz. The halacha kizvarv. And halacha here is like Rabbi Gamliel, uh, which is like Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, right? That at, like, which is like Rabbi Yehuda, which is like Rabbi Gamliel, which is you have to pick out each one individually. Wow. That is pshat number know, like three. Okay, now pshat number four. Uh, Ravina Amar, and here again, we're going to play on the word Kalu versus Hatseve Havei. But look at the high tonight. It's a machlokes on the following. Brisa. It's not. Ochlein betamarim. Eating the dates of the palm tree. But it's all the same topic, right? So when we're talking about when you can no longer eat the dates, okay, at what point is that considered, this is a trius, at what point is that no longer considered edible? There's a city called Tsar, which was lined with palm trees everywhere. And so you could eat dates until in the region, right? This obviously, it, we're going to see it is regionally dependent, but you can eat dates in the region until the last date is, is gone in the city of Tsar. As we turn to Nambayz and Nambayz, at 6.08 a.m. You can still eat the dates based on when they're still in the palm branches. But not when they're stuck between the thorns. This becomes relevant. This becomes, this is uh, more luckily than you would think. Basically what goes on here is, as the dates fall off the trees, right, and they're no longer in season. So first they fall and they stick on the branches. Now when they're on the branches, some animals can still eat them and they're still a little bit more edible. At a later stage of degradation, so to speak, later in the season, they start falling off the branches and now they're in the thorns below. Now when they're in the thorns, the animals can't eat them. That becomes relevant. We'll see over here that we judge right, whether something is truly out of season based on whether animals can no longer eat it. And the point is that at that later stage, when the dates are stuck in the thorns, the animals can no longer eat it, therefore we can no longer eat it. Okay. And based off of that, we're going to launch now two lines down in Bays on Bays into the topic of this idea of being within the thorns. By the way, what did that have to do? Um, what did that have to do with the Mishnah? So that's that's what the Mefarshim explained that the Mishnah Kalu, the Tanakama Kalu means until all the dates are gone, until all the dates are completely gone. That is Mekil, right? We said it has to be Machmir. So Kalu means until they're gone completely, even from between the thorns. And Seva Havei means that you could safely plunk them out 
from the branches, that's when they become out of season. So he's machmir. In other words, he's saying, you, don't, you can't wait until they're all gone from between the thorns because they will eventually also, they're biodegradable. So they'll eventually disappear from between the thorns also. But no, as, lo- as soon as they're out of the branches and you can't safely pluck them anymore, once you can't take them out of there anymore, then they're already going to be considered out of season. And that is when the Zman beer is for those dates. Okay. So that is incredible, right? How we're fitting the, the language of our Mishnah back into these Bryces and Mishnahis elsewhere with regards to Shavias. Really, really uh, fascinating, I thought. Okay. So now let's go. It's not Hassam. The Mishnah Shavias explains. Shalash Artsos Labir. That there's three different regions, right, when it comes to the seasons within Eretz Israel. You have the Yehuda, the Ever Hayarden, the Galil, right? So you have the Ever Hayarden area, right? It's all supposed to be part of Israel. This is a political statement. I have to say, the whole Shir is the Elon Nishmas of Chaim Zemblinwitz, right? So what was his practice in Shemitah? He actually had a very unique practice. He was a very unique individual. So in Israel, a salad is a political statement, big time, during Shavias, like a really big one. What do I mean? Well, how do you eat salad during Shemitah? So there was like three, the two most common ways, you know, assuming you're keeping Shemitah, Bezat Hashem. So the first is, let's say, the Haredi world is going to do Yavul Nachri, right? They just go and they get it from like ne- the next door, the Arabs, right? They, then you don't have to deal with Shemitah, right? Because you're not taking it, you're not working the land. You get it from the Arabs next door. The Datilumi, that's the last thing they would do. Literally, they would sooner not eat vegetables, right? Because you're supporting like the Intifada, right? They would never, the last thing they would do is support the Arabs and buy fruits and vegetables for them. So there's something called Heter Mechira, right? Heter Mechira was something established uh, early on in the establishment of the state that allowed the farmers to really work the land because they like sold the land. Uh, but you could say it's, it's, a, it's a type of sale to the Gaim and enabled them to survive throughout Shemitah. All right. Now, to the Haredim, the idea of Heter Mechira is as offensive to them as the idea of eating Yivol Nochari is to the Dati Lumi. So literally, like if you're eating a salad, if you're if it's heter mechira, then you're offending somebody very much, and they'll tell you that you're chazer treif. And if it's yuvul nachri, then you're offending somebody very much, and they say that you're like a rotzayach. I mean, it gets very tense. Okay. So Melinowitz, he was a very big proponent of something called oitzer bezdin. Oitzer bezdin is a different thing. Uh, we see right that we have different regions, and different things go out of season in different regions. So let's assume that you consider Eretz Yisrael as kind of like. Um, one region. Let's assume you don't have, you don't hold um, like the chumrah that you have to be machmel and makom shiyatsam isham, right? Let's assume that whatever is in season, if you can access it, you can eat it. Okay. So the oitzer bezdin says like this: it's very inefficient, right? Like for people to go and get stuff from different places, right? Because maybe stuff is going to be rotting when it's in season somewhere. Just like they say, you know, towards the end of his life, I think it was um, Shimon Peres used to say, if you look statistically at cars, so a typical car is only used like ten percent of its lifespan, right? Because you're just taking it, like Barry, right? Usually it's not on sway, even though he drives a long distance. To work to Pennsylvania, right? Most of the time it's sitting here in, in Jacob Shari Zion or in front of his house or at work in Pennsylvania. So even though he's considered somebody who uses his car a lot, maybe his car uses 15% of its time, less. Okay. So, so the idea was, well, nobody should own cars. It just should be wherever you go. The car should be waiting for you and all cars should be in motion at all times. So similarly with the Oitzer Bezdin, they said, get the Bezdin, right? It's more complicated than this, but basically Bezdin has the authority to collect all the fruits and vegetables, collect all the vegetables and distribute them. Now you can't do Shire with Paris Shvius. You can't with Svichin. With, with, with all the Shvi's thing, you're not allowed to sell. But you are allowed to charge for the gathering and the distribution. So we're going to have Bezdin officially are in part of this community where everyone signed chips in and we're all harvesting the fruit. Again, we're not, we're not obviously working the land, but you're collecting the fruit and distributing them in the supermarket. So you go to the supermarket and it's Yuvul Nachri. I mean, I'm sorry, you go to the supermarket and it says, Oitzer Bezdin. Like you went to the supermarket in Rappi Chemesh and it said, these are Oitzer Bezdin, which is amazing. That means that those vegetables, you have to be careful about Kedusha Shvius, right? You can't, you can't burn it. You can't, right? You, you can't, uh, you have to dispose of it properly, right? You can't, um, just throw it out, you know. So it had the Kedusha of Shvius. However, you were buying it like you would buy regular produce. It's just that you were paying for the, uh, distribution. Okay. So that was a fascinating, uh, concept of Aitzav Ezdin, uh, Ramalinowitz. So that was typical of Ramalinowitz that he felt you have to feel the Shvius, right? The, you know, like, Yivul Nachri, 
Is that really what they meant when they gave the mitzvah shvius in, in Har Sinai? That's what Hashem had in mind. So he was very. Uh, he wanted us to, to understand the spirit of the law. And and sure enough, we did because it's not like in, in Trader Joe's or wherever where you go and every fruit's in season all the time. In other words, we had to. We only had certain fruits available. There'd be like an email that would go out. Oh, by the way, cucumbers are are available now. We can eat cucumbers this part of the year. Right, and this part, this vegetable is available now, and we were aware of what vegetables were in bloom uh, at which part of the year because that was what we were allowed to collect. It was fascinating. Anyway, so everybody was eating the same stuff at the same time. Anyways, so okay, so there were three regions, right? Yehuda, Eber, Yard, and Gol. And each three, each of the three regions had three subregions. So then, wait a minute, why are we doing three subdivisions if really there's nine? So he says, no, show you that even though technically there were nine regions, three uh, subdivisions within three regions, um, really you would you would go within re- within each region, you would go with whichever was the last subregion to have that, that in bloom. So that's how you break it down, right? Because you can really get granular. You're not going to go from like orchard to orchard, so to speak, from from uh, right farm to farm. You just do it by the regions. So the Gemara asks, Minan where do we know all of this? How do we know these are like in Yanim that are very important in Allah, but where's the source? Amar Chama Baruch Amar Yosef Chanina Amar Kar. The pasuk says, "Leave him tachah v'chayah sher b'atzacha." That's the pasuk by Shviz. Says, "Leave him tachah v'chayah sher b'atzacha." Tiyeh kol tuvo asal lechol v'yikur achafei. Okay, so what does it mean? Kol zman shechayah uchelas min asadeh achelah behemish b'bais. Ah, there's wild animals and domesticated animals. So this is where we get that thing before from the dates. As long as the animals are able to eat it out in the fields, that's when you can feed it to your domestic animal, which is to say, that's how you judge whether you yourself can use it. Once the animals, once the produce is no longer available to a wild animal in that region, it's already no longer available for you. Ukumiri, and we have a, a tradition. Right, and the idea of dividing into regions is born out of the fact that we know that different animals, right, live on different kind of produce depending on their region. So just like there's regional animals eating regional fruits and vegetables, uh, so too we have different regions with regards to the seasons. Wow. Okay, now, where are you supposed to burn it? 13 lines down in days and days, Thunderbunner. This is also very lucky nice if you're in Chutzlarts and you see that you're getting wine that's, that's coming from Eretz Israel and you know that that year was Shemitah. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with that, right? Um, you can't just pour it down the sink. So if stuff came out of Eretz Israel to Chutzlarts, it means Abrin B'chol Malkam Shein. So one idea is, so, so the shy of whether it has to be, whether you have to do beer or not is not the question. The question, amazingly enough, is do you have to go back, do you have to go visit Eretz Israel to do the beer? That's the question. Look at this. The first, the Tanakam over here says, Wherever you are, so you're in Baltimore, you, you'll, you'll do the beer on the Shemitah, you'll dispose of it properly. You have to go back to Eretz Yisrael and do the beer there. Why? Because that's what the Pasuk says. Go dispose of it in your land. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. But you already used that Pasuk. You already used that Pasuk just now to teach you the different regions. So the Gemara says, no. It says, and so, so first of all, it's not redundant, and therefore, rather, we're not using that one idea of Be'artacha for both ideas. We use one aspect of the Pasuk to teach you the different regions, the other, that you have to go back to Eretz to get rid of it. Or Inami Me'asher Be'artacha, the word Asher is teaching you. Wow. Uh, what's the, what's in fact the Allah? So let's see, 16 lines down. Rav Safar, Nafek, Me'eretz Yisrael, Lechus Laretz. Rav Safar is back. Rav Safar went, right, out to Lechus Laretz from Eretz Yisrael. Havi Be'hadei Garba Dechamer Deshviz. And he had his keg of Shemitah wine. Okay. And he was going with his buddies. Ravuna, Bredavika, and Ravkahana. They're all going on this journey to Chutzlaritz for the Pesach program. And they have their Shemitah wines. Amr Is there anyone here who heard from our Rebbe? He was, he was all of their Rebbe. Anybody heard about what we're supposed to do with this wine? Are we supposed to be, what, burning this, going back there to Israel when we get rid of this? Amr Ravkahana. So Ravkahana had recalled that the Allah was like Roshim ben Lazar. So Amr Ravuna, Bredavika, the two Talmidim had two different recollections of Shear. Of Kahana, one way, Ravuna the other way. 
Bahana was one of the biggest right that we had ever seen, and we had already seen throughout the Gemara. Uh, incredible, incredible uh, um, aplomb for Rav Kahana, but Ravuna was known as the most meticulous in Shir. Anything Ravuna said, that was like that had to have been the word. Why? The Dayak Ravuna was known as having the best notes in Shir. I should tell you that I'm a contemporary of, of Rav Shalom Rosner, the great Tafiyomi master, and we were in Yeshiva together, and his notes were the Ravuna notes. Rav Shalom Rosner's notes of Shir were considered the definitive notes. Uh, it's no surprise he became a Shalom Razner. Anyway, Karachava de Pumpadisa. And also Rachava Pumpadisa. So that's what Rashi says. Rachava de Pumpadisa, right? So he also said, and this you might recall when we were discussing the idea of Itztaba in the Brachas, in Mesechus Brachas, the Amar Rachava Rehuda, Harabai Stav Kafulha. Right? Then Harabai said a double row of benches, Stav Lifnim Mistav. And the row of benches was a row within a row. Well, the normal way of saying it was Itztaba, which sounds like Stav. Uh, however, he Dafka wrote Stav because that's what the Rebbe said. So that's what he wrote. In other words, he was very medactic. As Rashi says over here, right? As soon as he heard it, he said, say it again, say it again. Until he got it clear, he would ask until he knew for certain that he knew what shot was. And he wanted to determine accordingly. Wow. Okay, so. Usafra went with Ravuna's shot, which is the more makeup shot. Right, that the halacha is not like Rosh Hashanah, which means you can get rid of it in Chutzlar too. You don't have to go back to Eretz to do the beer on the Shemitah wine. So Kariyale Rabbi Yosef. So to this, Rabbi Yosef said a play on words, a pun, almost a joke, if you will. See if this cracks you up. This is a real knee slapper. Here we go. Ami lumaklo lo. Okay, a play on words, a pasuk from Hosea. So the pasuk shot is, my people ask for wood, and the staff declares onto it. The plain meaning is that they believed in. Right, of a desert made out of wood. That the people wanted to, right, they, they were looking to the wood for like guidance, so to speak. And however, they're going to be, right, they're going to be sort of, sort of, um, right, and so it's, it's, um, making fun, uh, I guess you should say, or uh, at least talking derogatory about the nation that Khalila turned to Avodah Zarah. However, when you play with the words, Ami Yishalu Maklo Yagli, though, so Eitzo sounds like Eitzo, Maklo sounds like Kula. So he says of the pasuk like a joke. Kol hamekilo magidlo. Yeah, whoever he he, he holds like Ravuna because he has the best notes. I don't know. Whoever whoever is mekil, that's what speaks to him. Okay. So he was saying right. Just because Ravuna was mekil, that's that's why he went with him. It was a play on word because he said he asked an eitza and he got a kula and that's what he was looking for. But the pasuk doesn't mean that. It just means that they turned to a of wood. Okay. Oh, amazing pun. You guys, come. Somebody can pick up comment off the floor. He's losing it. Okay, 14 lines up on the bottom. Talking about, again, uh, pro, uh, destroying Shemitah produce. I see that we are running out of time, so we'll start over here uh, tomorrow. 14 lines up from the bottom of Nimbez on Nimbez. Okay. But it was worth it to explain the joke, right, Andy?